Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargrove. Wolfman's gone hard. Here, mommy. Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap! Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh and as always I'm joined with my friend Donnie. Hey. And my friend Will. Hello. And the Professor Smoke is uh, basically wrapping up his vacation today. He wasn't able to join us so uh, he, he's on assignment. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he'll, he'll be able to join us next week and give his thoughts on what we're going to be talking about today. The 1986 cult classic Chopping Mall. Can, can I ask y'all a question real quick? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yep. All right, so so where did this movie take place? I'm not saying physical, just judging by the name. In a where mall. Where did it take place? In a mall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So where was the chopping? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Chopping Mall today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... I was really looking for some kind of slasher part of this. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I mean, there are some gore moments, but no, no slasher element, no, <laughs> no chopping is really involved. But the original theatrical release of this, it was actually called Killbot, and then apparently, like, it didn't do very well, and then they just decided to re-release it, like, change the name of it to Chopping Mall and re-release it, and apparently that helped. And I think you even see that, like, in the in the credits somewhere, like. Um, they credit whoever for writing or whatever the original story, mm-hmm. uh, and, yep. and it says Killbots. I guess you, you go and watch this movie and you see the trailer, you know what you're in for. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> when you walked in in 1986. So yeah, uh, it's just going to be the three of us this week, and uh, we're going to be talking about that. And like I said, we'll get uh, Professor's thoughts. I'm sure this is one of those ones that he owns in every format that's ever that's ever been released and uh i know this is one of his favorites too so i hate that he couldn't uh be with us for this one so i guess before we get any further um i'll go ahead and give out the usual information and we'll toss to the trailer you can uh, email us or you know with any comments or anything at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at aa spook show we're on instagram facebook youtube you should be able to find us by you know searching for all american spook show horror podcast uh, we have a T Public shop, you know, where you can go buy the logoed merchandise and some other designs we have on there. And of course, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash AA Spook Show, which you know we're still getting cranked up on that. So hopefully, there'll be some uh, cool bonus stuff coming real soon over there on Patreon for uh, anyone that wants to to patron that and help out the show. So um, I guess without any any further ado, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Chopping Mall from 1986. As a new security system, completely mobile, user-friendly, and absolutely fail-safe. But something is going wrong. Things up there. Way to pick us up one by one! He ain't getting me. 
They're here for your protection. And Sharpie will never be the same. Kill bots. Alright, so there you have it. There's the trailer for Chopping Mall. So, um, Donnie, I guess I'll ask you first. Was this... Is this the first time you've watched this movie, or I guess if this wasn't the first time, take us back to you know when you first saw it and what your initial thoughts were on it. Yeah, man. Uh, actually, the first time I saw this was with my cousins in the uh, early '90s. We saw the chopped up version on TBS where they cut literally everything out. Um, they even cut out the uh, scene with the cigarette machine. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, no, I've watched it a couple of times over the, over the years, and uh, yeah, this is this is one of my favorites as well. Um, so yeah, I, I've seen it a few times, but the first time uh, was in the early '90s. I think when I was looking up stuff, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and all that for you know the usual research I do for the show, I think I saw somewhere mm. that like one of the I guess the, the one of the TV cuts, probably the one that you saw. Apparently they they obviously took out a lot of the you know gorier stuff, but they yeah <laughs> they just add, to keep the length long they added in just a bunch of aerial shots of uh, Los Angeles. So like, <laughs> it would yeah, and that that <laughs> does sound familiar. But then again, I was like mm, twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were just who knows. Will, what about you? Is this the first time? Yep, first time I've seen it. <laughs> I was I guess a little surprised. You know, just overall, I mean, it's it's. A, it's a pretty decent movie, you know, like something fun to watch, but boy, logic, logic <laughs> never really comes into play. <laughs> well, a lot like, a, a lot like a lot of the movies we watch on here, just you go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and throw that out the window. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, general rule of thumb is like uh, 1985, 1986 strikes again, right? It's pretty much the same uh, setup here <laughs> that we have. Yeah. And, and, and two, that, that, that goes into a lot of the people that were involved in this movie. Like uh, the producer was Julie Corman, who is the wife of Roger Corman. And Roger Corman is like one of those B-movie kings, you know, like, he, you know, once again, I wish Smoke was here. He could uh, kind of uh, explore Roger Corman a little bit more and tell you more about him. But like, he's one of those guys that made all those real influential um, B movies and drive-in movies back in the, uh, you know, like late fifties through the sixties and seventies. So like he's considered one of those, you know, Kings of that style of like cheap ass movies that, you know, uh, probably don't make a hell of a lot of sense, but you're going to see a lot of killing. You're probably going to see some titties, you know, (laughs) that's just kind of, that's just kind of the formula of these type of movies. It's just, they just are what they are, you know? And uh, yeah. so th- this movie has that DNA. So I-, I think that's what, you know, you get here. And that's probably why it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. But you get one of the cooler uh, head explosion scenes in horror movie history. And, uh, you know, it- it's pure 1985, 1986 for sure. This isn't the, for me, this isn't the first time I've seen it. But um, this is definitely one of my personal favorites, you know, as, as far as these type of movies are concerned from the 80s. I, I watched it. I think the last time I watched it was a few years ago, but this is at least like the fourth or fifth time I've watched this movie, you know, throughout the years. So I can't even remember the first time I watched it. It was probably some time back. Donnie, it was probably about the same time you watched it, you know, probably on TV, Saturday matinee, chopped up TV version, you know, back in uh, the early 90s or something. It was probably the first time I watched it. But yeah, I've always enjoyed it. You know, it's it's a simple one and it's a quick watch too. What what was it like with credits? It's only like an hour 17. You know, I'm sure it's, uh, even if you're watching it on regular network television chopped up it's probably still with commercials is barely an hour and a half you know so <laughs> it's a quick watch for sure um which which I, I think will lead us to like you know once we get into the blow by blow of the movie itself like it probably won't be an extremely long conversation because <laughs> you know it's not it's not a deep plot movie you know you just kind of hit the highlights uh, and and uh laugh about it but I, so i guess we'll go ahead and go into the background here uh did you guys have anything to add before before we get into it the only thing that kind of jumped out to me was uh Apparently, uh, they had it set up where, I guess it came out, that uh, Hakeem Olajuwon was supposed to be in this movie, <laughs> and also Linda Blair. What? Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw something random, too, where like apparently uh, they said Brett Saberhagen, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah. the pitcher from the, like, the Kansas City Royals or whatever from yeah. the 80s, like, apparently he was supposed to be in. I don't know what, what that was about, because no expla- <laughs> there was no explanation. It was like... It almost sounds to me it's like one of those like old carny tricks of like, hey, check it out. Like some names you know of might be in this thing, and then when you go to or see not. it, yeah, and then when you go to see it, like 
none of these people have anything to do with it, and it wouldn't make sense if they were, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, the only thing I saw about uh, uh, Elijah Wan was that he was a possibly supposed to be a, uh, a security guard. Yeah, well, I mean, they ended up getting Dick Miller, you know, who's obviously uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he he was one of those Roger Corman type dudes, but uh, he was in a ton of uh, movies. Trust me, if you've watched almost any major movie from like say the eighties and nineties, that dude had some small bit in it. Like <laughs> he, I think they even made a documentary about the guy called like that guy, Dick Miller. Cause he, <laughs> the, the dude was in everything. Like, yeah, he was in gremlins. Yeah. I remember him yeah, in gremlins. Gremlins. He actually had a pretty big part. Yeah. And yeah. You know, but bigger than what we saw here, obviously he's, he's only in this movie for what? Three minutes, four minutes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty brief, but, uh, but yeah, he, he played a bigger part in Gremlins, and he was in a handful of other things. We'll get to that here in a second. But like, I'm sure that's probably one of those guys they had access to. Like, well, it brings a little bit more to the table than just another guy, right? So, you know, as simple as the part was, and they literally could have had anyone do that. It was cooler to have like a guy like Dick Miller doing it than you know some guy you'd never heard of. So at least it's more memorable that way. But yeah, this movie was released March 21st, 1986 by Concord Pictures and Trinity Pictures. And I think it was actually made for Vestron. So it was more like, you know, Vestron video and whatever had and lightning video had a hand in, um, I guess with, uh, distributing it, distributing it and, uh, getting it like on video and whatnot later on. Once it was released on VHS, you know, years later, I actually have a, a Blu-ray copy of it when they, it was the first one when they started the Vestron Video Blu-ray Collector Series. They, they do a really good job with that Blu-ray collection because, like, they do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and commentaries with the, you know, the behind-the-scenes people and the actors and all that stuff. Uh, it's usually pretty thick with, like, the bonus features and stuff on that series. And that's how I watched it this time until I watched the Blu-ray. I only got to watch, like, a little bit of one of the little, uh, behind-the-scenes featurettes on there, but I wasn't able to really glean a whole bunch of information out of it, but still pretty cool, you know, to get, like, uh, interviews with uh, uh, a lot of the cast now, you know, kind of seeing what they look like now, uh, what, exactly 35 years later, although that Blu-ray came out, I think, like, four or five years ago, but still, you know, you kind of see what they look like now and everything, it's kind of cool, but anyways, uh, so it was released by Concord Pictures and Trinity Pictures, and like I said before, uh, the, it actually was originally released as Killbots, now, the working title of the movie, when they were filming it, was actually Robot. And it was like R.O.B. Like, so, I guess Robot was supposed to stand for something. God knows what. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was some convoluted chud type shit, you know. <laughs> oh, man. There's there's one for the list. Uh, I wonder what episode that'll be. Oh, we haven't got down to old chud yet, but it's coming. <laughs> And uh, that, that's funny because there's actually a reference uh, here in a minute uh, when we get down to the cast to uh, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> there's a reference to that here in a little bit. But yeah, Robot was the working title. Killbots was what it was originally released as and then eventually got re-released as Chopping Mall. And I thought this was funny because, you know, sometimes you find these alternate titles. They're pretty good. In France and West Germany, it was just called shopping, not <laughs> not chopping, not shopping mall, not chopping mall. And no, it was just shopping. Like I can ima- only imagine what they think they're going to go see. <laughs> when shop- oh, yeah. Shopping? What? And then they see this. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Is it an um, instructional video of how to shop? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we know all about some of those German instructional videos. Like, what was that oh one? We, what was that one we talked about? Like, good lord, that was like a year and a half ago. It was, uh, <laughs> the forklift worker. Yeah, yeah, the forklift uh, instructional operating video that just turns into a horror movie massacre. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was German, if I recall. So, <laughs> um, and in Italy, uh, the title was Supermarket Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I guess, a little more to the point, but once again, this has nothing to do with a supermarket, you know, like, at all. Maybe their <laughs> definition in Italy of a supermarket is completely different of what it is here in the U.S., <laughs> whatever works, right? And I, and I really didn't get any numbers on this, too, like, as far as, like, what it made. Like, I didn't go deep deep down into that. You know, I'm, I'm sure we can find something as we talk here, but, uh, of course, the movie was rated R. The total runtime, like I mentioned earlier, is one hour and 17 minutes. On IMDb, it's listed as a comedy slash horror slash sci-fi. Also on IMDb, the rating it got was 5.6 out of 10 stars. So, you know, 
It's about the. It sounds. It sounds like a lot of times when I do these IMDb ratings, they're about the same, like five point blank. You know, like for almost all these <laughs> movies we talk about, it's usually about a five point something. On Rotten Tomatoes, on the tomato meter, it got fifty percent, and the audience score was actually way lower, which is surprising on a movie like this. It's thirty eight percent. I didn't look to see how many people had, you know, like critics had rated it on the tomato meter, but probably not many, which I'm sure contributes to the fact that it got a fifty percent, but. Still, it's, a movie like this, it's, it's still surprising to me that it would have a higher rating than the audience rating on there. Um, the movie was filmed at Sherman Oaks, for the most part, was filmed at Sherman Oaks Galleria Mall in uh, Sherman Oaks, California, which I'm assuming is, you know, I don't have the map in front of me, but I'm assuming it's somewhere in the Los Angeles area. This, specifically to point that out, that Sherman Oaks Galleria Mall, that mall appeared in like a ton of movies. Um, some I don't even have a list of here, but I have a small list of, of what you may recognize this mall from, from other movies. Uh, same mall from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Valley Girl, Night of the Comet, which that had uh, uh, Kelly Maroney, the, 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 main, the main girl, you know, basically the final girl at the end, spoiler alert, Kelly Maroney. She was in Night of the mm-hmm. Comet. Same mall. Commando, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Commando. Yep. Back to the Future Part Two. Walk Like a Man. And Inner Space, among many other, there was a handful of other movies. But yeah, all those and some parts were filmed at this exact same mall. It was done for a budget of $800,000, which uh, apparently, like, I would imagine they couldn't have paid much to film it at that mall. Because apparently they were only allowed to film in the middle of the night. So, like, they didn't film when Mm -hmm. the stores were open and everything. You know, there's people around and stuff, obviously, so... Apparently it was it was like a deal that they had worked out. We're like, all right, you can come in here in the middle of the night and shoot, but you got to make sure you clean up and pick, you can't destroy anything, you can't mess anything up. You got to pick all your shit up before we open up at like nine o'clock in the morning. So like every night they just you know blast through the night, get their shit back out, and apparently they had a struggle with like the guy that was like the head of security of the mall kept blaming them for breaking shit, and then <laughs> the guy that owned the mall apparently always kept going to bat for them, so it was always a back and forth with uh, this, this security guy for some reason. So I'm assuming they probably weren't paying as much to use this mall as some of those other productions we were just talking about, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> why they were getting the shit into the stick. All right, so it was produced by Julie Corman, which, like I mentioned earlier, she's the wife of Roger Corman, you know, like one of the B-movie legends. She produced uh, Saturday the 14th, uh, The Nest, Saturday the 14th Strikes Back, Brain Dead. <laughs> Brain- Sorry. <laughs> Which, uh, both those movies are fucking awesome. Like, we, we need to get to those eventually here on the show, uh, for sure. Uh, and Brain Dead, among many others. Like, she's had a pretty successful career herself. Um, it was directed by Jim Wynorski. Uh, once again, he's another one of the... He's like a Roger Corman disciple, another one of those B-movie type guys. I think he makes... Nowadays, he makes a lot of those, or has a hand in a lot of those, like, sci-fi channel movies. You know, like uh, Cobra Gator or whatever the hell, you know, like those type of movies, uh, which I'm, I'm surprised he didn't have anything to do with like the Sharknado movies. But you, you get where I'm going with it, right? That kind of stuff. He was the director of The Lost Empire, which was actually his, I believe it was his first movie that he did right before Chopping Mall. Another one called Not of This Earth, Transylvania Twist, which I think that was one of those horror comedies like in the early 90s, something like that. Um, the movie was written by Jim Wynorski and Steve Mitchell. Uh, Steve Mitchell, he hasn't done nearly as much as some of these other guys, but like he wrote a bunch of episodes of uh, the old G.I. Joe cartoon and Transformers uh, back in the 80s. Like he, Randomly, he wrote like a handful of episodes. And he also did the uh, King Cohen documentary, which is about like uh, another one of those B-movie type dudes, Larry Cohen, who uh, was like a director and producer of a lot of those kind of things. Like he did a documentary on him. Once again, th- this will be helpful if Smoke were here because he would, oh yeah, Larry Cohen this, you know, <laughs> Roger Corman that. <laughs> He, he knows more yeah. about this kind of shit than the rest of us. He could point it out, but unfortunately, he's not here. Let's see. All right, so the movie stars Kelly Maroney as Allison. You know, like I said, she ends up being like, you know, she's the she's the blonde-haired. Well, I guess, hell, there's like two or three blonde-haired chicks in this movie. But, like, she, basically, she ends up being the final girl. She was also in Night of the Comet, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Not of This Earth, Transylvania Twist. So you can see the Jim Wynorski connection here, right? It's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Once again, also known as kind of one of those 80s scream queens. Like, you know, there's kind of a, a list of you know from the 80s of those those final girl leading chicks the scream queens kelly maroney's one of them and so is the next one barbara crampton she plays Susie in the movie she was also spook show connection all the way back to the very first episode she was the main uh leading lady in reanimator like i said it goes all the way back to our very first episode where we talked about her 
Not sure if we've done any. I don't think we've talked about any of her other movies since then. Um, ironically, which she's in a handful, like From Beyond, the first Puppet Master movie, Castle Freak, mm-hmm. um, tons of movies that we'll get to eventually, but um, we haven't just yet. But yet another 80s scream queen for sure, Barbara Crampton. And she actually, uh, as we're recording this, she was actually just on the cover of the latest Fangoria magazine uh, for her new movie that, that just came out this year called Jacob's Wife, which I've heard some good things about. So like she's actually mm-hmm. the star of that movie. Um, so she's still kicking it today. And it's like, to me, like she doesn't, she barely looks like she's aged any in the last 35 years, man. Like, you know, you can tell she's, you know, obviously a little older, but like she really still looks great for someone that's been in the business as long as she has. Like you, you can't, you can't, she looks like she's aged maybe 10, 15 years as opposed to 35. It's crazy. Tony O'Dell as 30, <laughs> which is one of the best, <laughs> best or worst names I've ever heard mm-hmm. in a movie. I'm not sure, but <laughs> fucking <laughs> Ferdy, he is known for being in the first two Karate Kid movies. I think he was one of the Cobra Kai guys. Like, uh, you know, if you go back and watch the uh, the original Karate Kid movie, I think he was one of those, you know, like the karate, uh, the Cobra Kai goons in that movie. And uh, he was in a ton of episodes of that series in the 80s called Head of the Class. I don't know if you if you guys remember that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I do remember that. Yeah, he was in a ton of those. Russell Todd as Rick. Um, now he is probably best known for this and he was also in Friday the 13th part two, you know, years before this, uh, apparently he was in like a hundred and something episodes of, uh, that soap opera, another world. Um, and he's done other things, but that's pretty much the, the main things he would be known for. I think probably another world, would probably the, the biggest thing that, you know, mainstream he would be known for. Carrie Emerson is Linda. Uh, she was in a movie called white dog, uh, evils of the night. And basically, uh, she quit the business like by the late '80s. Now you'll see there's a uh, there's a little trend here starting with her on the next few people <laughs> that they basically just like they made Chopping Mall, made a few more things, and then called it quits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed uh, out of some of these movies uh, from 1986, it's just uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I yeah, just yeah. End it. <laughs> well, yeah, because. This is it. It's almost the same career trajectory for a lot of these people. Like they do this, they do this one one movie that people remember in, sometime in the early to mid '80s. Then they do like a few more TV movies or TV shows, and then just you know what? I'm going to go uh, sell insurance, or uh, I'm going to be a real estate agent now, or something. And they just go away. Yeah. Um, and she was one of them. She just quit the business, and like I think 1989. That's it. Nick Siegel as Greg. Uh, he was in, before this, he was in Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, uh, another canon movie. Uh, he was in School Spirit. And once again, same thing. Like, matter of fact, I think it might have even been 1989. Like, he quit the business. Like, he did, like, one more thing, and that's it. Like, hasn't done anything since. John Terliski as Mike. Uh, he was in Death Stalker 2, like, a year or two later after Chopping Mall. And he's actually uh, gone on to have like a, sex, a successful career as like a director. Like <laughs> he's uh, going on to have sex, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this is the no, no. The previous guy was the guy. No, no. This is the guy. John Terleski is Mike. He's the guy that like yeah. constantly like is learning how to chew his gum in the movie. Like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I think I read somewhere like that was ad libbed. Like that, that wasn't in the script. Well, I mean, it makes him stick out. I'll give you that. Like, you know, like you remember that guy. Like, oh, yeah, that guy that like it looks like he's literally learning how to chew gum on the fly. Like <laughs> constantly throughout the entire time. Man, have you tried this candy apple? <laughs> but, yeah, apparently he directed Guardian, the Pandora Project, and like tons of like random episodes of TV shows, like, you know, all throughout the 90s and, and all the way up until today. Like he's still active mm-hmm. pretty much other than like him and barbara crampton and kelly maroney like all the rest pretty much like hung it up by you know the mid 90s but like for some yeah. reason that like they're kept they're still kicking which leads us to the next one the girl that plays his girlfriend in the movie that gets her head exploded Susie slater as leslie she she was in summer fantasy which was like a tv movie like before this and a movie called that just i'm sure it's it's got to be terrible but it's called savage streets like that just <laughs> That just sounds bad, but maybe we'll get around to it one of these days. Who knows? We will not. We will not. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stay clear of that. We'll actively oh, avoid it. Jesus. She was in another movie called Real Men. I Man. don't know. It looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Silk stockings. <laughs> there's a lot of... 
there's a lot of those type of movies on these people's uh, resumes. Like you can see, like they're you know those late seventies, early eighties, uh, sleazy B movie type stuff. You know, like tons of that stuff. Uh, borderline mo- softcore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically, and that's pretty bad if it's borderline softcore. Like, <laughs> what the hell is it? You know, like if it's borderline softcore, then she quit the business like in the mid nineties. I think she made something in like ninety four, ninety five, and then hung it up. And that was it. Then, of course, we get to the more notable names, or at least two more is what I have. Dick Miller as the janitor, Walter. He's mostly known, especially to our fans, from A Bucket of Blood, but he was also in, and just, just, this is the tip of the iceberg for this guy. I'm not even going to go into his filmography, but he was in The Terminator, Gremlins, The Burbs, that Tom Hanks movie from, like, the late 80s, uh, The Howling, you know, the first one. Um, unfortunately, he died in January on January 30th of 2019, um, but I think I want to say he was around 80 years old. Uh, if I, yeah. you know, definitely one of those dudes that left a long legacy. Like he'll he'll be remembered for a long time for all the movies and stuff that he was in for sure. And Garrett Graham as the technician Nestler. Now this is like the you know how the, like the, the dudes in the white coats that are in the little you know tech booth with the with the robots. The first guy dies and then the next guy comes in and doesn't question like why that guy. Hey, where the hell did he go? He didn't clean up. Then he eats his donut. Yeah. That guy. Uh, he was in Child's Play 2, Terror Vision. Once again, one of those dudes has got like 100-something credits, like tons of TV shows and movies. But the main thing that we'll mention here is Chud 2, Bud the Chud. He was Bud the Chud. Fuck, <laughs> man. And Chud 2. So uh, we'll have to run down the uh, the Chud universe of movies after we... After we get done, uh, the, the Chud universe, <laughs> Chudverse, brutal, <laughs> fucking hell. So yeah, that's that's really as far as like uh, names worth mentioning from the movie. That uh, there the, there was the couple from the beginning of the movie. You know, at the very beginning, where there's like this this smarmy assholey <laughs> couple that's like making these snide <laughs> remarks. For no reason. Yeah, like, who are these people? Like, what the hell? It turns out, like, apparently they had, they were both from a a previous movie, like, part of the Roger Corman, like, group of people. They they were characters, basically they reprised the role from this movie, I think it was called, like, Eating Raul or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did read that, yeah. That that's basically what they were. So like, if you'd seen that movie Eating Raul, I guess I guess you'd be rolling in the floor seeing these two people. Like, oh, it's, it's them. They're back. But if you hadn't, <laughs> but, but if you hadn't seen that movie, you're just like, who the fuck are these assholes? You know, like yeah, just for no reason. They were cut from the TBS version. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Yeah. And there, and well, and something else I saw was apparently they were supposed to pop back up in the movie. Apparently, for some reason, they were supposed to be bringing a horse into the mall. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah they're supposed to be bringing a horse into the mall but uh uh they decided to cut that like they didn't even film the scene because they didn't want to worry about bringing a horse into the mall and the, and the horse tearing something up <laughs> they were <laughs> they were going to bring a horse in and kareem abdul jabbar was going to be <laughs> riding it <laughs> <laughs> but they decided against all this because let's face it the budget was eight hundred thousand dollars and Half of that was renting the mall and getting the cameras. So, so yeah. They, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to point out before we get into the, you know, to the movie itself? Because like that's pretty much all I had. You know, actually, there was one thing that I uh, that I remember, uh, and, and I, I had actually made a note of it, uh, and it, it was uh, it was something I meant to mention previously. But uh, the one of those uh, was actually the sporting goods uh, store that they broke into was uh, Peck and Paws mm-hmm. uh, Sporting Goods. It was director, I guess, it was uh, uh, kind of a like a, a, a homage to uh, Sam Peckinpah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought that was cool. Without knowing that, I kind of figured that's probably what that was. Just yeah. like the, the name is, you know, uh, very recognizable, and then not. Yeah. Not only that, but, like, not only did you see it, right, like, you see the sign, Peck and Paws, like, whatever the hell it was, uh, they even say it, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I know where we should go, Peck and Paws, you know, like, so, like, they, <laughs> they make it a point to, like, you know, really shove it down your throat there for a second, so, yeah, I, I figured it was something like that. Mr. Projectionist, stop the show. Here's great news you ought to know. We've just got a shipment of taste-thrilled treats, all tip-top quality and delicious eats. 
There are hot dogs and popcorn and candy galore. There's soft drinks and coffee and a whole lot more. So direct your steps to our refreshment stand to enjoy the finest snacks in all the land. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You know, like we always talk about, like basically you sign up for the free trial, you get a credit. You can take that credit and go get you a free uh, audiobook on Audible. Um, helps us out. You know, you get a free book out of it because you get to keep it even if you don't want to pay for the monthly service or you just can't afford it. You know, whatever the reasons, you get to keep that one audiobook that you use your credit on. So... Helps us out, gives you a free book, win-win. Since we're on the topic of malls, I figured I'd go into Audible and type in shopping malls and see what would come up. And I found found The Shopping Malls of Heaven and the Meaning of Life by Saeed Kouser. (laughs) It's some deep shit for uh, a little break here in the middle of shopping mall, but uh, if you feel like listening to it, that's about seven and a half hours of uh, inspiration (laughs) <laughs> if you feel like listening, to- <laughs> sorry, man. Look, it, it may not be a ringing endorsement of this book, but what do I know? I haven't listened to it. If I used my Audible credit to listen to it, maybe I'd find out that this is a helpful book. Um, we absolutely judge the book by its title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're being very uh, uh, narrow-minded here. <laughs> we judge the book by its cover. I'm not sure exactly what this is. It's just called The History of Malls, and it says 14 episodes, so... I don't know if that's like uh, a podcast or maybe something. Maybe a podcast? Yeah, ma- maybe. <laughs> Sorry. I, I should not be laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Also, who makes a podcast on the history of malls? <laughs> like, seems pretty limited eventually, right? Oh, God. <laughs> it's not an untapped source like we have here with the horror movie genre, but uh, I'll mention one more. From Main Street to Mall, The Rise and Fall of the American Department Store by Vicki Howard. That one's uh, 10 hours and 38 minutes, so that that sounds interesting enough. So... Uh, if any of that piques your interest, uh, you can go and download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audiobook. All right, so I guess we're, with all the paid advertising out the way, we'll go ahead and we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the show here. We'll talk about the movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? The podcast is a... It takes you through the history of shopping malls in America. Is that what that, you mean the history of malls or whatever? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> if if you feel like hearing about that. <laughs> now, see, like, this is the thing. Like, I don't think you needed to use a credit for that. It was just like, here they are. So, oh, no, it's free, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm assuming, like, if this <sighs> is a podcast like ours, you can just find it wherever you want to find it. And there's the free plug for the History of Malls podcast on our show here. <clears throat> All their episodes are about 20 minutes long. Yeah, well, they, yeah. <laughs> that's unsurprising, you know, really. I mean, like. I mean, we're sitting here helping out Way Grimace. Yeah. Episode one, th- there was a mall down the street from me. It had cool stores. It closed. <laughs> Episode two, there was a mall in another town. It had cool stores. It closed. <laughs> oh, no. It, it's, it's like straight up uh, naming malls. That's what each episode is. That's the only the way that's gonna, mall. That's the only way that's going to have any shelf life if if you literally tell the history of every single mall in America one by one. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Chopping Mall, 1986. So it starts with uh, there's like this little. Uh, I guess it's like a video they put together. This robot chasing chasing this guy down. Like a guy's in the mall, like trying to rob one of the stores or whatever. And this robot chases him down and takes him down. And then like you. There's a guy on the stage, like it tosses back to a guy on the stage, and he's basically he's selling. I, well, I guess they've already kind of like sold the robots to the mall, and now it's all the tenants. I'm assuming, you know, like, they don't explain all this. You just kind of have to fill in the blanks yourself. Like it's all the people that have stores in the mall, right? And they're just sitting there watching this presentation of how these robots are going to secure the mall. And then, this, or it could be one of those things where they pull people over and it's just, hey, if you'll sit through this ten minute presentation, yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. We'll give you free steak dinner at Longhorn. Yeah, more like a... And that's how they got that one couple that was so snarky for no reason at all. Yeah, all for like a free pretzel at Annie Ann's. They have to sit there and... (laughs) They have to sit there and listen to this spiel. Yeah, so like this is also where you have like this couple from that movie Eating Raul like sitting there making these goofy jokes while this guy's talking. Like they they unveil the robots and like, hey, look, the Three Stooges. (laughs) You know, and then they just kind of laugh amongst themselves with these these corny jokes that they're telling. Then you, this is when you get the titles. And during the titles, you get the awesome 80s mall montage. Like, 
you see like how busy the mall is and everything like this girl carrying like two trays of food and drinks and then she gets it to the table and drops it on on all the people that are waiting for their food and you just all the typical 80s you know mall bullshit that you see in the in the movies you know like the mall is a busy place come and hang you know that kind of thing yeah and like through this whole thing like like those credits were not you know they didn't have a ton of text to put up that could have been done in like 30 seconds right two minutes and 17 seconds <laughs> of just like hey we're, we're in a mall remember it's called shopping mall we're in a mall you know food courts yeah did you like drinking coke in a in a food court this is the movie for you but you, you know little kids running around it's the typical 80s montage, right? Like, that was the thing back then. Like, movies had always had these music interludes in the middle of them or in the beginning. Somewhere in the movie, it was going to be, like, two or three minutes straight of music and then people doing goofy shit, you know. To, yeah, I mean, uh, was it? Uh, Weird Science was like that. I'm telling you, it's almost in every single movie back then. Like, there was a montage. Yeah. We, we talked about that in length and, uh, during our... Uh, Monster Squad movie. Like, I think there's multiple montages in that movie. Like, <laughs> that movie's just one long series of different random uh, getting ready to kill monsters montage. You know, like that's just <laughs> that's just the way they made the movies back then. All right, so then like lightning hits the robot. Like, there, I guess it's a storm. Like, you know, it's not like a full blown storm. Just randomly at night, lightning strikes. It's not raining hey, or anything. But- or sorry, it's just skadoosh. Here's a lightning storm. Lightning never strikes twice, right? Oh, it, yeah, it or, strikes or like three six times. times. <laughs> or four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it strikes like four or five times, and it hits this box like on the top of the building or something. And like, I guess the the lightning corrupts the robots and turns them into killers. Um, no, no, I thought I thought it I thought it turned it into nice, nice riding around, uh, helping out uh, local. Uh, a uh, local couple get together and uh, running from uh, people saying he's alive. No, that was short circuit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, must... I'm sorry. I watched the wrong movie. Yeah, oh. yep, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, in this one, it's basically the same premise, except this turns them into, you know, killer robots. <laughs> and then it, and then instantly one of the robots, for really no reason at all, other than the fact that they're just cold stone killers at this point, uh, kills the first technician guy. <laughs> and why is there always... That's another thing in these movies. There's always a dude sitting around looking at a Playboy. <laughs> like... Yeah. Who like, the he, hell he, yeah. takes these things to work? <laughs> like, was that a thing? Like... Yeah. <laughs> you just so horned up, you got to take, like, a penthouse with you to work so you can look at the centerfold in the middle of the night? By the way, l- let me go ahead and jump in right here. All right. I'm sure at, at all the places that we've all worked before, when they're implementing something new... There is not one person in the control room. There is a group of people making sure this is going to run smoothly. Yeah. Is this like the first time ever? Hey, we're, we're going to introduce these robots. They'll be fine. Just send Johnny back in the booth. Yeah. He'll be good. Mm. He's got he's got Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on the first day on the job, hands. clearly. <laughs> and then it, and then it instantly, the robot kills this guy. So he's gone. Uh, then you're introduced to like the you know the three or four main guys. They all work at like a furniture store inside the mall, and they're planning they're planning out their sex party tonight. As one does. Well, 1985. Yeah. So then there's a married couple. Now what the hell? Like this 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 has never made sense to me with this movie. Like they're obviously all these these people. They're obviously older than teenagers, right? But they all work at the mall. But they look like they're all like 35 years old, right? <laughs> like or at Dude, least in that's- their that's the thing with uh you know back then it was just like um you know you could get what actually what was it uh 21 drunk jump street 21 jump street you had uh like 22 25 year old uh you know adults yeah. <laughs> like 16 year old kids i guess they just didn't what? you know like they, they just went more for the like well he can pull it off let's just go with it kind yeah. of attitude you know but, like, that's basically what you get here is you got, like, they all look like they're well over 25 to 35 yeah. years old. And they're all going to have this sex party in the furniture store in the middle of the night. And and there's a married couple that comes to the party. Like, they own their own business, right? Like, first off, if you're a married couple, why the hell are you going to a mall furniture store for a sex party, in, you know, in the middle of the night? Like, <laughs> how much older <laughs> are they? 
it was teased to me as a swinger party, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just kind of go where it Ooh, happens. Yeah. <laughs> you, those kind of parties don't come to you. You go to them. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what's going on. Like, And even like the guys... No, like, there is no you guess. You know. Yeah. And even the guys... <laughs> Specifically like, you, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And even the guys like eh, I don't know I don't I don't really know if I want to do this and he said oh come on like she pulls out like some underwear he's like okay and then he puts the pedal to the metal like <laughs> time to go to the sex party but like it's just it's a weird thing to add in too like do they have to be married right like story wise like why are they married like what the hell what is, what does that have to do with anything and there's no payoff like you know because spoiler alert they die and you know, like there's really no like. I, I don't know. They, they didn't have to be married. It's weird for a married couple to hang out with a bunch of like teenagers that work at the mall and have a sex party in the middle of the night at a furniture store. But uh, that's the story that they have set up. So here we are. No, no. Let's just go to our house by ourselves. No. Yeah, exactly. Like if they're married, like well, let's just go home. We can just fuck all night. We're married. <laughs> nope. Nah. Hey, nah. hey, guys, guys at the uh, at the store, y'all just want to come over to our place? Yeah. Nah, man. Nope. The furniture store in the mall is way cooler. <laughs> Man, they just got in these new couches. I can't wait. Like it's basically an orgy that's not an orgy because like we're having sex right next to each other. <laughs> like I can see you and hear you right there. <laughs> but we are not going to be involved whatsoever with one another. <laughs> They're into some weird shit, clearly. So the next scene. Uh, after you introduced to the married couple, is the robots kill the next security guy. Now, <laughs> this is the guy that Garrett Graham or whatever that he comes in, and uh, he doesn't see the guy. Sees like there's a donut sitting there, or whatever the hell that was, and then eats it. <laughs> and then it's, it's literally like it seems like it's five minutes of him just like, huh? Did I hear something? No, it was nothing. Huh? What was that? No. And then, and then it eventually kills him, right? Which <laughs> that's another thing. Like, why are they so sneaky about it? Like they're killer robots. Like, you notice, like, the dude sits down, and he's just, like, he starts, he pulls out his book, and he's reading, and then the robots turn on, turn their heads and look at each other, <laughs> and then, like, turn their heads back, and then, like, turn off right when he turns around. So, like, I don't get why they're being sneaky and subversive. This guy's going to shit his pants when I kill him. Oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> just, just wait, now just watch wait. This. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, shh, 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 shh. Oh, wait a minute. Here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> And and then there was uh, I think I saw it somewhere where it was pointed out like there's no explanation whatsoever as to like what happened to the first guy right the first guy dies right he comes in and he's gone so they never explain why the hell the robots would have removed the body like <laughs> he's just gone <laughs> and yeah you don't, these are damn sneaky ass robots and, and yeah you, and you like, don't see like, him again you like, never see him. Yeah, you never see him. No, you don't see his body in a closet or something. You figure maybe that's the payoff, right? Like somebody's going to open the closet and the body falls on him, you know, typical 80s style. Nope. You just never see this guy again. (laughs) Somebody's going to come into work the next day. I'm sure it's going to be like a security guard. But Jesus Christ, people are burned alive. And and (laughs) this this person fell head first on the the floor. Well, let let me go log in. Hey, nobody's here. Huh. Well, I guess, I guess we got this jail cell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, geez. Charlie. No. <laughs> All right, so then the next scene is the furniture store sex party, and it's basically exactly as I just explained it. Like, they're all kind of individually paired off having sex all in the same room, but, like, you know, not with each other or anything. They're just, like they've got like the uh, the trial bed. They're sitting up on on over here. Somebody's on the couch. Blah blah blah. You know, like they can all see and hear each other, but no one's involved together. Then and then it randomly cuts to like these these two janitors making fun of another janitor because he's got to clean up. Like I guess it's yak or a milkshake or whatever the hell is on the floor. <laughs> this is the Dick Miller scene, right? <laughs> but what what about the two asshole janitors that just come up and like laugh at him for having to do his job? You know, like. <laughs> you got to clean shit up. And he's just like, I'm going to kill these punks that did this, you know. And and then, of course, the robot comes up. He shows uh, his identification. Doesn't matter. Like He shoots like a little taser thing at him, and it lands in the, the pool of milkshake or whatever the hell it is. And uh, then it electrocutes him. So <laughs> down goes Dick Miller. Like, <laughs> like you know, his, his three minutes in this movie. That being said, it's a memorable, you know, few minutes of Dick Miller in this movie. It's pretty good. You cut to Mike and Leslie having sex, and then Leslie wants Mike to go get her a pack of cigarettes. So... 
he goes out to in the mall to find a cigarette machine. This is back, kids. This is back when this was a thing. They actually have vending machines where you put like you know a couple bucks in there, and then like you pulled the knob, and a pack of cigarettes would fall out. And then I, I thought it was funny too that the guys bitching that like the the, the cigarettes a dollar twenty five. You know, like as he's digging. <laughs> as he's chewing his gum, like you know, he's never had gum before, and he's digging for the money. Dollar <laughs> twenty-five. This is bullshit. Yeah, even I'm not a, <laughs> and I'm not even a smoker. And I know like packs of cigarettes are like eight dollars a pack now in most places. You know, something crazy. But nineteen eighty-five. Next thing you'll be telling me is that is gas is going to be over two dollars. Jesus. Yeah, the future is bleak. Um, <laughs> then a, a robot rolls up on him. He shows him the idea. It doesn't work, and then. Uh, basically, it kills him, but like you don't necessarily see it kill him, right? Once again, the subversiveness of these fucking robots—they hide his body, I guess. <laughs> they put it—they <laughs> put it behind the cigarette machine, but like just enough, like in the shadows, to where when Leslie comes out to look for him, she can't. She basically like, steps on him before she sees him. Like I didn't understand that either. Like you would have clearly seen this dude's leg, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> it ain't that dark over there. Um, and they like just knocked him out, right? So he's just like laying there. If well, this is, if, I, I if I'm it, right on the scene, I think it just. And grab, then you, like, see the, you see the like the little pinchers, like you know, yeah. And like you don't see what it does, but then like when it cuts back to him, he's like it looked like it slit his throat or something. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> that's the jump. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but so it had time to like fucking gig this guy. You don't see any blood, by the way. Like it slits this dude thro- dude's throat, and then they position him behind the mas- machine so nobody sees him until she basically almost steps on him, screams, starts running. It chases after her and, and shooting lasers. Now th- this is I think this is the first time you see the lasers, right? Like not only these killer robots, but they can shoot like space lasers out of their heads, like you know, full on uh, Doctor Who. Uh, uh, Style, what, what, what am I, the Daleks, right? <laughs> With the, yeah. They're shooting at her. And then, like, right as she gets back to, like, right in front of the furniture store, all of them are like, what the hell? You know, they're looking out the door. And then that thing hits her with the laser and head and blows her head off. Like, boosh! <laughs> head, you know, everywhere. And then, of think, course. Think fireworks and a uh, uh, pumpkin. Yeah, like. And that's what that's what I'm uh, alluded to earlier is that like this is a this is a skill set that we just realized that they could do and this is fucked up like it's zero to sixty right out the gate right like and now everybody realizes like holy shit these robots are killers and they're gonna blow our heads off you know so they they kind of get their shit together and take off running. We have set a precedent. These lasers can blow up heads. Yeah, right, go ahead. Now, <laughs> now uh, just back up just uh just a little bit now they did actually shoot her in the back and nothing happened yeah but, what uh, are they, you talking about <laughs> they shot her in the back and she was just like ah and then she yeah. just kept ah. running <laughs> and then they shoot her right square in the fucking nose <laughs> and it blows her heads up like come well, on. I, hey hey it happens i'm sure it won't happen anymore <laughs> throughout the movie okay yeah, right. yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll see. So then, of course, everybody's freaking out, and it, and it starts attacking uh, everybody. And then the lock, the mall locks down. So now they're like, "Oh shit!" And they're like, "What was that noise?" And like, well, that's the sound of us being locked in here all night. Like the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got like like full on steel doors that just like clunk, like you said, like you know, think like the scene from uh, you know, the little uh. The bumpers between and Mr. Science Theater 3000 when they're, we got movies, you know, and they're going in and out and the, the doors are closing. <laughs> it's like those doors, like, and it locks them in. Like, also, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you have thought about this before you decided to have your furniture store sex party that, like, at some point the mall is going to lock down? Like, they clearly weren't prepared for that to begin to begin <laughs> with, right? Like, <laughs> look, look, this party's going to take about 15 minutes, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, all I need is five to ten. <laughs> five if I gotta put and my most clothes of that's back drinking, on. So. Yeah. <laughs> then they split up. Like the guys go one way and the girls go the other. They told the they tell the girls to like get in uh, their you know the air shafts, air ducts. the air ducts to kind of you know get down to the garage and get out of here. And they go to like go load up on weapons to like take care of these robots. So they go to the wasn't that the pecking paws right? Was that? Was yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's where they go to the pecking paws. Uh, to get some guns and whatnot, and they grab some propane t- p- propane tanks as well. 
and they they have a shootout with one of the robots and like they roll the tank over and shoot it and they, and they take it down but you know they think they have it defeated but it wasn't like it, uh, they they only managed to take it down and it comes back eventually the girls are up in the air ducts like one of them i think it's Susie like she freaks out and she's like i got to go help greg so she, they get back out of the air ducts and then they decide to go help the guys and they grab a couple like i think they grab like some cans of gas or something right <laughs> And they're, they're basically like got like these Molotov cocktails out of like gas cans that they're going to go uh, take the robots out. So they, they go out and they eventually come upon a robot. And uh, Susie is uh, like almost immediately taken out. Like they shoot her with a laser in her leg. She goes down and like they don't go. They go hide behind something. They don't go to help her. They go hide behind something as, as the gas as the gas and whatnot just burns her ass alive. Like <laughs> I think like the, it blows up one of the gas cans or something, right? And then she catches fire, goes down, and then like they just watch as she burns. Like they, they don't do anything. <laughs> uh, all right, so so let me get this right. I'm just for later for later purposes. Uh, so the the, the robots. They can they can roll right through fire. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Just just keeping that in mind. That is a skill set that we have learned that they have. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Right. <laughs> um, so then they eventually rig something up in like the elevator where like you know they kind of get the get one of the robots to come into the elevator and they have some propane pa- propane tanks. I keep getting fucking tongue tied when I say it. Propane. You need to do Hank Hill propane. <laughs> propane and propane accessories. Propane. They have. A, they have them like hooked up to the top of the elevator. It goes in and then like they send it down and it blows up, right? So they manage to take one out. <laughs> then Greg, like, cause he's pissed that uh, Susie just died that way. Like, meanwhile, he doesn't even mention like you could have helped her. You know, <laughs> he's more mad. <laughs> he's more mad that they came back in, right? Like, you know, why didn't you just leave? You know, like we told you to. He's more mad about that than he is the fact that they just sit there five foot away and watched her burn to death. And <laughs> they go up an escalator. And he gets up to the top, and and he turns around like, "Hey, come on up! The coast is clear, and the thing is clearly right behind him." <laughs> like you know, like <laughs> it comes up behind him, and then like launches him off the like the the third floor or the second floor balcony or whatever, and he he lands on his head, and he's he's dead. Uh, so Greg is gone. So if you fall from a great height, you're going to die. You'll die in this in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay. I mean, as, right. in, mm. as in most yeah, real just, uh, real put life that in scenarios. The background. Yeah. Well, I would say most <laughs> real life scenarios. If you go head first off the uh, second or third floor, there, yeah, you're dead. But yeah. um, there were no tents or anything anywhere around. Okay. No, right. no. He just floor. That's it. Okay. Um, right. Got it. Greg's dead. So then. Linda, like eventually they regroup and then they go back out and then the robots attack again. And then Linda gets lasered. This is the married couple. She gets lasered and then instantly Rick goes like kamikaze, her husband. Like, ran, didn't he ram like a cart? He does something. Like, he runs yep. into the robot and then it basically like uh, electrocutes him. Now he's dead. <laughs> so the married couple, you know, this whole setup, this whole big story with the married couple, <laughs> that's the big payoff is like they instantly die like within two minutes of each other in this movie. Um, they, they must have had a really bad relationship as a married couple. Yeah, you know, babe, we we just can't can't be around each other. Uh, I heard I heard some kids are having a sex party in the mall. <laughs> you wanna you wanna go there? <laughs> I wasn't talked into it, but you showed me your sexy underwear, and now I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> Pedal to the metal in uh, <laughs> in the old uh, work truck. So then a robot corners allison and you know after they just died and then like ferdy makes some noise and like runs down or whatever and then he just like he shoots it you know, like runs out of bullets and throws his gun at it and then he picks up a fire ext- fire extinguisher and he throws it at it and like you know it just bounces off of it the fucking robot picks it up and throws it at him and takes him down like and then you go over <laughs> to him and like he's done busted his head somehow like that the fire extinguisher hitting him takes him down and busts his head wide open so you're left to assume that ferdy's dead um, so now Allison is on her own and she's, she's getting chased around the mall and she ends up in a pet store. And then like, clearly they, as far as like the movie script, all right, we got to find a way to get her in this pet store just cause we've got a bunch of tarantulas and snakes we want to use. <laughs> so like, let's get her in there and then we're just going to put this shit on her, you know? <laughs> and I, I also read, uh, apparently there were supposed to be scorpions in there. And then when she saw the scorpion, she was like, <laughs> Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't even have done what she did though, but you know, I have more of a, 
arachnophobia type issue myself. So I, oh, I not, can't stand spiders. Yeah, man. I'm not even dealing with like tarantulas, mm-hmm. you know. Especially like now you throw snakes in there, like, and clearly the snake is pissed at the spiders. Like you know, in the little cutaway, <laughs> the snake is like striking yeah. at the spiders and shit. It's like, nope, I'm out, man. I ain't fucking with this. But uh, they, so, so we're gonna do arachnophobia here pretty soon. Yeah, that's the I next episode. Is. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, as she's, like, hiding under a shelf from the robot, like, spiders and snakes and shit are crawling all over. Eventually, it it, crawl, it it rides away, and then she gets them all off. And she goes out into the mall again, and then, like, the robot comes up on her, so she decides to hide from it by hanging off the ledge of the balcony, right? Like, she gets on the railing and, like, hangs off the side. And uh, it's, like, right at her. It's, it's standing right in front of her, but doesn't see her. You know, like, her hands are right there, but, like, doesn't see her. But basically... Uh, she ends up slipping, you know, because she just can't hold herself. And she lands onto, like, I guess there's, like, a stage set up, and it has, like, a canopy on top of it. She just happened, had a tent. A tent, whatever that was. You know, like, it's over the, it's, I'm assuming it was, like, a stage, right? This is what it kind of looked like to me. And she lands yeah. on this thing and, like, hits the floor. Um, right. Now, the reason I pointed out that it was a tent mm-hmm. is this tent had a pole dead center in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can see it, like, holding the, the center of the, the, the tent up. So she would have been, like, a kebabbed at that point. That would have been an awesome ending, too, if, like, that's oh, how God, it ends. Yeah. Like, she just falls in the tent, gets impaled, the end. And then the robot, <laughs> have a nice day. You know, like, that. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Damn, that was that was pretty dark. But, no, like, she's all good. She, she misses the pole, and she's fine. Then she lures the last robot into the paint shop. She throws a bunch of, like, opens up a bunch of paint cans and throws paint everywhere and, like, uh, paint thinner and, and whatnot. She throws it everywhere. As it comes into the shop, she runs out and throws a flare in there. And then uh, I think she even yells out, like, have a nice day or something, right? Like, have a nice day. day. Like, it's like an echo effect on it. Like, as <laughs> as the store blows up and it it blows up the uh, the final robot. Then, I don't understand why it blew up, but it was only fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in this scene, like, when she when she goes to get up, you know, like, all right, I finally won. She picks up, like, uh, one of the pincher hands from the robot. And then it does a cutback to the robot where <laughs> you can see both pincher hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you actually think, like, as far as the damage quotient of these things that they do to the robots, like, the first one that they take down that eventually comes back, that would be the one that would have got blown to shit because of the propane tank, you know, like... You would think if, like, if any of these scenarios are going to damage the robots, that would be the one, you know. But, no, it just, like, picks itself back up and joins the fight again. Um, and then the second one, like, like they, they they set up some mannequins in front of a, a mirror. All right, so, so this clearly messes with them. Where are all the mirrors? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because, like, uh, it shot the mirrors and then, like, basically shot itself, right? Like, because it bounced off yeah. the mirrors or something. Um, All you got to do is go into a dressing room and, and stand over to the side. It's going to shoot itself. Yeah, the end. <laughs> well, look, they had an hour and uh, roughly 13 minutes of actual film to fill here. So, like, you know, uh, they had to drag it out a little bit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they did with the credits, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, so then, uh, so she blows up the last one. You know, Allison's the, the final girl. And then Ferdy shows back up. Apparently he's not dead. Like he's <laughs> And he's holding like a toilet paper roll to the back of his head. So, like, he, he basically just busted his head and everything's okay. And then they meet up in the middle of the mall and hug. End credits. Uh, and then at the very end credits uh, of the credits, there's a little cut scene where you see a robot roll up to the camera, looks kind of like side to side, and then it goes, thank you, have a nice day. You know, and then that's it. So <laughs> uh, I saw somewhere where they described it as like a, uh, an unknown fourth robot. So I'm not sure if exactly that was supposed to necessarily be a fourth one they didn't know about that was setting up a sequel or or it was just a cute little way to end the credits. I don't you know exactly what they were going for there. But they never made another one. So I guess that's just where they left it. So there you go. Chopping Mall from 1986. So like we said earlier, the professor isn't here to give his two cents. We'll get those on the you know at the beginning of the next episode. So... Donnie, we'll start with you. What is what's your rating for Chopping Mall? Oh man, this was just loaded with nostalgia uh, for myself. But uh, I, I'm going to give it a solid three stars, man. It, it was it was just it was so much fun to watch, uh, even though I've seen it about four or five times. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid three stars, man. Uh, Will, where are you at with it? I'm in the same general area. I'm going to give it two and a half. Uh, definitely worth a, at least one watch, you know, just just to have a good laugh and, and kick back and relax. Uh, myself, I think I'm going to I'm gonna give it three and a half stars because I've always enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And, you know, the, the retro feel and everything, you know, just that, that time and place of these kind of movies. And this one definitely nails that aesthetic of the mid-80s with the the mall stuff and the, and the music, you know, that, that soundtrack, the, the synthesizer soundtrack and everything in this, they nail everything they were going for as far as it just being a, a, a kind of a, a cheap, fun popcorn flick, you know, that, that type of movie. So, uh, I'll give it three and a half. I, I really enjoy it. I've enjoyed it, you know, ever since I first saw it and it's one of my favorites. So I guess before we toss to what we're going to do next, Will, uh, what, what kind of kill count did you come up with? with for this all right i got nine kills in this one with the first one uh the control guy nudie nudie magazine choke out yeah <laughs> <laughs> second guy i guess it was a broken neck i mean the pincher just came out and snapped him so that's all i could guess yep. <laughs> uh janitor electrocution uh mike ultimately got his cut throat cut mm-hmm. uh leslie got the uh the head explosion yeah Susie was burnt alive uh, Greg was fr- thrown from the third story of the mall. Uh, Lisa got shot by the robot and Rick got electrocuted. Uh, sounds about right. Cause, uh, unless you want to count the three robots. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't think we need to count the, uh, hold on, hold on. Johnny five killer. was alive, <laughs> but these weren't the same thing <laughs> happened to him, Josh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I guess Smoke's not here to give the gore score, but so I guess we can kind of come up with one. I'd say you know, the head explosion right there, that's got to get it at least up to the five territory, right? Like, it, it's definitely halfway up the scale, right out, you know, right out the gates with that. What else was really gory here, uh, other than the head explosion? I uh, guess I guess the guy falling off the balcony. Yeah, yeah, the throat cut. Yeah. Yeah, the guy getting thrown off the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get, well, the woman being burned alive, that's pretty bad. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we, we yeah could probably pretty... We could probably safely go with, what do you think, about a six on this? I think I think Professor would probably agree with that. Uh, I, don't know. I think I, he would bump I would it up higher little, just for the explosion. I would probably go a little lower myself. I'd probably go at about maybe a four and a half. Um, I know the head explosion is, um, but there's not really a whole lot of it. Like, it's just that one head explosion, and then you, you, there's nothing else. Yeah. You know, it's like if there was, like, two or three more, I would probably go, you well, know, as high as a six. Well, let's let's settle on a five, and then we'll let the professor weigh in on the next episode. We'll, right. get, we'll get his final word, but I think that's kind of, you know, that's fair enough for sure. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, uh, Donnie, what did you come up with the, with the, uh, the six degrees of spook show? As far as, you know, how... Uh, chopping mall uh, from a crew uh, perspective uh, kind of relates to the previous episodes of the All American Spook Show. Uh, uh, as far as what we have, we have the same uh, cinematographer uh, in Chopping Mall as we do as episode number eight, House of a Thousand Corpses. Huh. I'm sorry, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> um, and it's uh, Tom Richmond, no relation, swear to God. <laughs> no, he's uh same cinematographer. Um, he's He has uh, 116 credits on IMDb. Um, the other one is actually, he's a known special effects crew member, uh, Roger George. Prim- uh, he was last in, as far as the, uh, the spook show, Episode number 24, Never Too Young to Die. Unfortunately, he passed away in uh, 2007. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, that's that's what we have as far as uh, the Spook Show links. All right, so I guess with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up shop here, but we'll go ahead and tease to what we're going to be talking to or talking about, talking to, talking about on the next episode. Uh, we're going to continue our journey down the old Conjuring Universe hole, and we're, we're coming down to the, to the home stretch. Basically, this is the last one that's actually been released so far. We're going to be watching Annabelle Comes Home. Um, this will lead us up to when The Conjuring 3, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, comes out in early June. Ho- hopefully we'll be able to watch that pretty much as soon as it comes out, and then we're going to go ahead and do an episode on that, you know, a few episodes from now. So so we'll go ahead and knock Annabelle Comes Home out, you know, before we continue down the to the to the conclusion, or at least, you know, 
the next one in the Conjuring Universe of movies. So uh, we'll be watching Annabelle Comes Home from 2019 on IMDb. Here's the synopsis. It says, while babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager and her friend unknowingly awaken an evil spirit trapped in a doll. So if you know anything about the Conjuring Universe and the Annabelle movies, then you know what they have just unleashed. So <laughs> that is what to, I actually haven't seen that one yet myself. So uh, this will be a first time watch uh, for me on that one. So all right. So you guys got anything else to add on uh, Chopping Mall or anything to look forward to when Annabelle comes home before we sign out? I do nope. not. Nope. All right. So I guess for the Professor Smoke and for Donnie and for Will, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show podcast, and we will see you next time for Annabelle Comes Home. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.